Welcome back to Uncharted Faith. Today I'm going to talk about the seeds and the plans and the purposes that have been planted down inside each and every one of us. Today I'm going to get real and raw about the vision and about the, the purpose that the Lord has placed down inside my heart. And I'm not quite sure how he's going to do what he has told me he's going to do. I don't know how it's going to unfold and I don't have the intimate details, but the Lord does. And that's why it's called Uncharted Faith. I hope you find something encouraging from it and I hope you're having a great week. There comes a point in my life where just trying and just making through is no longer satisfactory for me. Yes, I'm going to have bad days. Yes, I'm going to have bad moments, but I, I got to get up and I got to start being better. I got to start looking at things differently. I got to start having a new perspective sometimes. So this mentality of I, I need to make it through Friday. I just need to make it through Tuesday. I just need to make it through Wednesday. That is okay. And it is sustainable for a little while. But there comes a point that says, even if it doesn't gonna get better, I'm gonna go ahead and praise him in the storm anyway. Even if I'm exhausted, even if I'm failing classes, even if I never get a driver's license, the Lord is still good. He is still on the throne and he is still my savior. And I've got something to rejoice about today. So this, this little cuteness is that I'm just gonna try today has gotta stop. We've gotta mature, we've gotta get better. And so in this morning, the reason why I didn't record this at home because everybody's still sleeping and I knew it was going to get a little loud because the Lord has put something down deep within my soul that I can't help but get excited about. You see, it isn't about me this morning. It is about the blood of Jesus that saves my soul. I talked to my brother yesterday for a little bit and he had asked me a question or you know he's actually a really good communicator by the way i just want to brag on my brother for a second because he would repeat things back to me and said i think what i'm hearing you say is and i was like you need to have a whole little you know sermonette teaching lesson on this because i i felt not only heard but he communicated and it just the back and forth was just beautiful and it was wonderful but something he said to me is said so i think i'm hearing you say is that you feel at times that you've got a handle on this. And I said, well, hold on, let's back up the phone a minute. I know, I'd, and he was referring to um, uh, my addiction when I, I used to be just consumed in alcohol. And I said, no, hold on, back up the phone a minute. I know I don't have a handle on this thing called life because I know that I need Jesus Christ. I know that I have to get up every morning and pursue hard after him. And even though I have a year plus sober time, I can't sit here and just pretend that I've got a handle on this thing called life because the moment I get content, the moment I become complacent, I start telling the Lord, yo, I don't need you. I start telling the people around me, yo, I don't need you. And I start trying to do this thing called life myself. And that's what's get me, that is what gets me in trouble because I can't do it on my own. Paul in the Bible knew his weaknesses. He knew what he could and couldn't do. He had a thorn in his side and he asked the Lord to remove it three times. But then he praised the Lord for it because it, it kept him close to the Savior. And that was, just a, that was just a fun side note there. But I'm thankful to have family today. I'm thankful to have my brother I can call and ask for advice. I'm thankful that I can sit still and listen and say, okay, I don't really like what I'm hearing, but I'll go ahead and sit still just a little bit longer. So as I'm sitting in the, my prayer closet this morning, I'm sitting here and, and I'm listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts. And the Lord has put something deep down inside of me. I am pursuing a degree in criminal justice and social work. And when the Lord planted that seed in my heart, I looked at him like he was crazy. And then when he told me what he was going to do with it, I looked at him like he was crazier. 
And, and I told him this morning in the closet, because he said, I want you to declare these things. I said, yo, you crazy. And I said, I just want that to be on the record. And then it took me a second and I smiled and I said, you know what, I like crazy. Because I'm all about that crazy faith. I'm all about pushing the, the boundaries today of faith and of Western Christianity and saying, what does God say that I can do? Not, not staying conformed into this one size fits all mentality, not staying inside this one faith fits all because that just ain't how it works today because the Lord had to reach down into a special special pit to pull me out I don't know where he pulled you out of but I guarantee you it was specific to you it was specific to your need it was specific to your hurts and to your wounds and that's the kind of God he is he is not a one-size-fits-all he sees the sea and he parts it he sees a giant and he kills him with a little stone That's the kind of God that I serve. So the Lord wanted me to start declaring some things, so I'm going to go ahead and declare it and wrap it up, and I apologize for the noise if it's distracting. Um, but the Lord told me, he said, Amanda, you know, he said, Amanda Ruth, you're going you're gonna to change history. You're going to change the criminal justice system. And I remember talking to my mom a little bit about the degree choice and what my heart was, and, and my heart is to bridge to build a bridge between the criminal justice system and mental health and substance abuse my heart is to create programs my heart is to partner with churches or nonprofits or businesses that are willing to hire people that are that are felons that are have a criminal history that are willing to go the extra mile my heart is, is that when people are released from both jail and prison that there's a safe place for them to go where I work currently, I see them walk in the street with their, their brown paper bag or their clear plastic bag, and they don't know where to go. They don't have a phone. And, and that's just asking to put them right back in jail because when you don't have anything, you start to get a little desperate and you start to do stupid. Especially when you release people in a part of downtown where there's drugs and alcohol in every single corner. There's, there's predators. There's all kinds of things. So my heart is that we create a system that says, how can we alleviate this? How can we sit here and give people a fighting chance once they leave? And I know not everybody's going to want it, just like not everybody wants Jesus. Not every person in your family wants to know how your Sunday sermon went. So don't sit here and look in judgment of the people that have been locked up, that have been to prison, that have a criminal history record, and I don't care what your record is. The Lord saves us all. I don't care if it's sexual, you're a sexual predator or you're a whatever, you're a thief. You know, the Lord's blood covers us all. And the Lord is calling me to a system that says we need to break outside the normal here. We need to create a system that lets these people know that they are loved. And I love, I have a friend, Sonia, that has a heart for the homeless ministry. She feeds them, she clothes them, she loves them, she hugs them, she preaches Jesus to them. And the Lord has called us all to something specific. And it might be the Lord's called you to teach third grade at a Christian school. It might be that the Lord has called you to teach at a public school. It might be that the Lord has called you to be a, whatever it is that he's called you to be, but you know that it is yours. You know that this is what he has called you to be. And so the Lord has placed deep down in my soul, yo, we're gonna bring something different here to America. We're gonna bring something different to the justice system. You know, like for, for those women and men that have been a part of domestic abuse, that have been a part of sexual abuse or any kind of abuse, there's, there's a place for you. There's a place at my table. There's a safe place. And I'll tell you what, just from personal experience, it is really hard to trust people. 
after you've encountered some of the things that we've encountered. But that doesn't mean that God can't do that too. Because the most beautiful thing about what He has called me to do is that He's the one that's called me to do it. It isn't me. It isn't going to be in my own strength. It's not going to be because I'm super smart or super pretty. It's not going to be because of any of those reasons, but it's going to be because the blood of Jesus has equipped me to do so. There will come a day, mark my words, when people that get arrested for DUIs and for substance abuse and for caring and for selling, where there is a program for them, where there is a second and third and fourth chance, because if you've ever struggled with anything, we don't get it right the first time. If you get it right the first time, please call me up. I just want to shake your hand and say, peace be with you. Because us, we don't get it right the first time. But mark my words, there will be a system that's created where people can have a safe haven, where the judge won't just instantly criminalize and dismiss things, and it's not going to be pretty, and it's not going to look good, and it's not going to be for every judge and for every county. No, I take that back. I believe that this can be something that the Lord touches every state and every county where they have their own version of a rehabilitation system for people that have gone to jail, whether it's the first time or 17th time, that there is a program that they can go. And it's going to cost. It's going to cost the person that's convicted, the person that has the charges. It's going to cost them something because I believe that we have to work for our healing. I believe that we have to work for certain things. You know, like I'm not asking, uh, yeah, I had this idea and I believe the Lord is trying to burst something within me and, it, and it's in its preemie stages still, but where, you know, if you're living in a sober house or halfway or you're in a program that you can get a discounted bus fare, but it has to be discounted. We're not just going to give it to you for free. You have to still pay something. It still has to cost something because if it doesn't cost you something, it doesn't have any value to you. For these people that, that I believe should have jobs and people that are pursuing things, people like myself who I have to take the bus everywhere, it should cost me something in order to get that back. You have to prove yourselves. You have to be on a probationary period for 30, 60, 90 days at your job before they pay you an extra dollar or two. We have to work for things. And I believe that there's a system that can marry those two ideas. Because just sitting here and doing it on our own or just calling them a criminal or a thief or a predator isn't working. They end up still staying the same. And I believe that there's a few crazy people out there that deep down in their soul, they want to be different. And they don't have the means and they don't have the necessaries. So this is what the Lord is birthing within me. Is that we're going to take the criminal justice system and we're going to do something with crazy faith. And we're going to just see what the Lord can do. And I don't know what it is that the Lord has called you to do. And maybe you don't even know yet. Maybe you've got a spark. Maybe you've got an idea. And my prayer is, is that you water that idea. My prayer is if there's a book inside you that you, I don't even know what, just get a computer and start typing or writing, right? It's not 1950 anymore. Get started. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm waiting for all these pieces. To, no, we don't wait for the puzzle pieces to fit together. I didn't do that when I came to Jesus. You didn't do that when you came to Jesus. You don't need to do that with your purpose. It doesn't all need to nicely fit together. You need to get up and get to work, put pen to paper, and start writing down the book that He has given you. You need to start the business that He's called you to start. 
Stop waiting for tomorrow. Tomorrow's not coming. Tomorrow's just an excuse to procrastinate. The Lord has called you to do something. There are people that need you. And what the Lord wants to do with this idea and this birth is to grow your faith. We don't stay still. We don't stay stagnant. He's also birthed another dream inside me, but that's for another time. And so my prayer and my encouragement for you today is to get up and go. Get up and do. Put action behind what he has birthed inside you. And if you don't know how to start, get a napkin, get a scratch piece of paper and just start writing it down. But don't sit still. Our God is a God of action. He parts Red Seas. He slays giants. He does the impossible. So challenge your own faith today. Take fear with you. Make a phone call to the business. Do something different. But don't stay the same and don't sit in the same mundane and say, well, I'm just making it till Friday because I don't know about you, but I'm going to enjoy my Wednesday. I love you guys. I'm praying for you and I hope you have the best day ever. And please always remember that you matter. And if you need help, reach out, send a message, do something, but don't sit still. Have a great day.